0: This episode of Aphorisms is recorded in London, the colonial capital, and on the unceded lands of the Gadigal and Wangal peoples. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and future. Oh, hey there. Welcome back to Aphorisms. This is our second episode of the year, and I'm really excited because after hounding Maddie for like weeks, I feel like they finally caught up on Real Housewives of Atlanta. So we have lots to catch up on. If you know, if you've seen the new season, you know what I'm talking about. Plus, I am finally all caught up on Maths Season 8. So we will be chatting about basically the garbage things men um, and things that exist in heterosexual relationships on reality TV. Um, Because there's a lot of it. (laughs) So we'll be wading through the garbage. And of course, we'll be chatting through our horoscopes. So grab a bevy or a snack or whatever and enjoy. morning buddy <laughs> good evening Ab. how are you
1: i'm good how are you oh i'm okay <laughs> um
0: i'm just as i just told you i'm dealing with a sunday scary but i think i'll be fine
1: yeah
0: i think it's gonna be okay i think it is gonna be okay um i'm sure it will be Worst comes to worse i'll check my horoscope and that'll tell me if it's gonna be terrible Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I do. I want the answers and I want them now. Astrology hacks. This is as always from Scorpio Mystique, written by Jose Villa, and this is the weekend horoscope, so the 13th and the 14th of March. Oh, no wonder. <laughs> First line: Happy Pisces new moon, Scorpio. That's probably why I've been like crying and in a panicked emotional ball, like such a Pisces. Um, This weekend should be all about dreaming, visualizing and intention setting. You have made it through a cosmic portal where you'll start to feel that once that what you desire comes to you with greater ease. Fantastic. Um, But once something you've wished for and visualized arrives, the next step is to know how to receive it with grace and gratitude. That's a tough lesson for me, I think, to swallow. Too often, Scorpios may self-sabotage and get in their own way, but we may be afraid that we're not fully ready or that it's a fluke. That's true. That happens to me a lot. Um, but this new moon is here to help you learn how to accept your blessings and not push them away. Take this weekend to write down a list of everything you've manifested in recent months and or years and everything you plan on manifesting, even if there's resistance. Thank the universe and your guides for opening you up to prosperity. Be like water and accept that abundance is flowing to you and through you infinitely. Oh, that'd be lovely. <laughs> I am open to abundance flowing through my veins. That's a positive one, I feel like. That's just about like accepting blessings, not like overly trying to make my life difficult and dramatic, right? Is that what that says?
1: Yeah. Do you think that you struggle to accept blessings?
0: (laughs) I think I accept very obvious blessings. I think other times I'm like, this is not a blessing. And then later on, I'm like, okay, fine. This was a blessing. But yeah, I do at first. I'm like, if I have an idea of what I want in my head and then the blessing comes in a different form to what I initially planned I wanted or visualized, Mm -hmm. then I'm like, oh, I'm not getting what I wanted. But it's usually better. Mm -hmm. Like, I think a lot of us do that because we don't have the capacity to imagine a better version. We only can imagine what's already within our realm of kind of consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. Anything else that comes is usually better than that. (laughs) We just don't have the, like, thought or, like, capacity to think about that yet Mm so you
1: just have to trust trust the path I guess
0: I'm trusting the path I'm trusting that having to move out of my new apartment that I really liked after six months is going to be a blessing I think Mm -hmm. it might be because like it's setting me up to get my own place which is what I wanted but it Mm -hmm. feels like a very torturous non-blessing type process
1: yeah, I think, like, moving, it's, like, always uprooting and the, the process itself is so unpleasant. But then, like, when you get somewhere new, it can be so good.
0: Yeah, I hope so. My new place that I found, if I pass all my references, is, like, underground, though. And my friend Chris told me that that suits me. It's, like, a lower ground flat in London. So I have, like, a patio or whatever. And he's like, that's perfect because you're an underground, like, ghoul and you hate the sunlight. So maybe it will suit me.
1: Yeah, that's so true. You are like a little groundhog. <laughs> I'm
0: just going to hide in my hole in the ground. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You like the dark and like do. cold, wet places.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait. Hopefully it's going to be amazing.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be good.
0: We shall see. Mm-hmm. Your turn.
1: Here we go. I didn't even read mine before this.
0: Me neither. I like to go in it fresh.
1: Um. Yeah, so mine mentions, um, what is it? Oh, the intuitive sign of Pisces, the new moon and the intuitive sign of Pisces as well. And it says it's joined by Venus, the ruler of intimacy and relationships, and Neptune, the ruler of dissolving barriers and unconditional love. Oh, sorry, my horoscope is coming from no Taurus. Uh, which is also by Dosevia. okay so i've got neptune and venus intimacy and dissolving barriers and unconditional love it says this isn't the best time to tap into our most tangible goals but it is the ideal time for connecting to our wildest dreams and imagining ways we can begin to build towards them okay (laughs) taurus how you build with others will be highlighted with this new moon. How you idealize your friends and communities can end up being something that wears you down. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> um, it's oh shit. It's important to place yourself and them at the same level. You're all humans doing the best you can. Practice being more compassionate and understanding. Oh,
0: that's a common theme. What <laughs> <laughs> but- for you? Being more compassionate and understanding of other people
1: yeah I think I'm getting better at it I've noticed <laughs> in the last year or so I'm a bit more understanding as a person nice yeah I mean that's that feels very on brand for me We have a lot going on at the moment and sometimes I yeah sometimes I put um what's going on or um what needs to happen in front of like what I actually need mm. um be so trying to do that a little bit less, but it's a bit
0: tricky. Well, this was <laughs> a, a, tri- t- a
1: tricky
0: thing to do. It's a tricky one, but this was a timely reminder then to keep focus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So both, I would say, pretty positive ish horoscopes. It's Pisces, man. Pisces yeah. is bullshit. I don't want to deal with. Like I'm a Scorpio, I'm a water sign, but Pisces water sign stuff is too much even for me. It, it is
1: like one of the wateryest signs
0: <laughs> the wateriest my goodness I don't want to any more places in my life like any more water sign that I already have does that make sense yeah that does make sense great okay well positivity let's go into a new week with those horoscopes and let's talk about some trashy wonderful tv let's chat all things housewives you finally finally are up to date is that right nod for yes <laughs> Okay, good. Um, Do you understand now why I was telling you to hurry up and watch it? (laughs) I
1: do, yeah. So um, at the moment I've just caught up to Real Housewives of Atlanta and I think we're on the – is it the 12th episode of the – is it the 13th
0: season? 13th season and I think it's the 12th episode, yeah.
1: So I haven't – I don't think I've watched Atlanta since like season three maybe. Um, so I missed like a lot of seasons what? leading up to this. <laughs> yeah, I thought you've be been watching I go back it. Now and catch
0: up on them. Yeah, Atlanta's literally the best season. Yeah, yeah. Um, this
1: season has been outstanding so far. Is it still going or is it done? now?
0: No, it's still going. It's incredible. So this season, COVID hit. So the first, I was so worried about the beginning because I was like. What are these dud first four or five episodes? Like, there just was not a lot happening and there was zero interaction because everyone was dealing with COVID and what that meant. Portia didn't interact with any of the other women and I was like, Portia's my favourite person, like, on TV. I need to see her with the other women because that's when she's most hilarious. But eventually they sorted out how to all socialise, I guess, safely by getting COVID tested a lot. Um, And then it got really fantastic. So Cynthia has decided... To marry her, I think, kind of deadbeat fiancé, regardless of COVID. Um, and so the whole thing is another Cynthia wedding. <laughs> and that's fine uh, because she gets Candy to plan her bachelorette party on a trip to Charleston, South Carolina, that Kenya is co-hosting with Candy. And there's already issues with Kenya being a demon, like no surprise. She brought her child with her and didn't tell anybody else to bring their kids and she also arrived on a private plane with a couple of people but didn't tell the rest of the ladies and was like, what? Like, that's bad. So there's already, like, a vibe with Kenya on this trip. Fair to say. But then she decides to, like, bring it and, you know, re- what's the word? Rally um, for the-, the, bachelorette, the surprise bachelorette party for Cynthia. And leaving Candy in charge of it was a really good idea because Mistress Candy has come to play. Or not play, really. Yes. She's come to lay down the fucking law. She yes. has incredible costumes for all the women. Did you or did you not die when you thought them all dressed? in like?
1: I did die. I feel like an important aspect that you need to know leading oh. up to this vacation mm-hmm. that they all take together is that like... Like, there is, like, mounting homoeroticism throughout the oh, yeah. season. So, so like, true. there's, like, a lot of homoerotic build-up yeah. um, until these women go on vacation together. Correct. Every single woman on this show is so fucking hot. Yeah. I would die for any <laughs> single one of these ones, even Kenya. Like, I'm just... Yeah,
0: I'm going to see past forward. the fact. You have no moral standing when it comes to dying for women, and that's fine. <laughs> because you've included Kenya in your undying love. Good for you. But to her credit, she was fun. She like got right in there. She was like on leg spread, doing the splits and stuff. And the next day, Marlo was like, I did not see that for Kenya. I thought she was going to be like, oh, I need an antibacterial wipe. Oh, don't touch me. And I thought that was very funny because I th- also thought that Kenya would be boring like that. But she wasn't. They all enjoyed themselves. Cynthia got all dressed up. She learned some new moves. Candy had like a sex swing. And then she put Cynthia in vibrating underwear as well and Candy kept the control. And it was just like, Cynthia was loving it. It was the best fucking all-female bachelorette party ever. They fully did not need the male stripper there in my opinion, but they also enjoyed him very much. Bolo, his name is. And after the initial kind of party... They blocked all the cameras, like they told the crew to leave, they wrapped, they all removed their microphones and they literally taped cameras around the house and moved them all away so that they could have the real party. And Mm -hmm. I was literally crawling through my screen to try and see what was happening through the window of the Mm -hmm. fucking house because Mm -hmm. it got really wild, like really wild. And I appreciate the editing so much and how they've done this interview style, like what happened on the night (laughs) of the dungeon party? It is so fun.
1: So good. Yeah. So leading up to the party, Kenya and Latoya have yes. like this weird flirtation going on. And at some point, like I think like two episodes before this party, um, Kenya sends Latoya like a whole nude, <laughs> like, a no- like a nude photograph.
0: A nude photograph of um, herself.
1: Of herself. Yes. <laughs> And LaToya loves it and shows everybody <laughs> on the show. Just. Um, So I really thought at this party, and I think the issue was that Kenya also really thought that yeah. it, with the direction that this party was going, that like LaToya and Kenya were going to get together. And she even admits it in like the next, is it like the next episode or the episode after that? Yeah. That she was like a bit mad that yeah. her own latoya didn't hook up yeah she was like don't kiss me
0: with those lips because you've been kissing portia because she was that's exactly what happened latoya and portia were all over each other yeah yeah so latoya
1: hooks up with portia who is sort of kenya's enemy i guess yes yeah yeah
0: and rightly so put it that way
1: yeah rightly so i suppose and um then like so it's like all all way more than fun and games actually completely completely wild night and most of the women wake up the next day and are kind of like oh that was good like what's done is done like yeah uh." and then kenya wakes up the next day and decides to conduct a full-scale investigation into what had happened
0: she's so annoying she didn't do it like in a fun way either it was like It started off fun and then she was kind of grilling people and it was like, the night before you asked these women to be like your village and now you're trying to put them on trial, literally, like, let them have their fun. There was no cameras, there was no mics. They were doing what they thought was private, you know? I mean, obviously I wanted to know desperately what happened and what I could ascertain was that I think LaToya and Portia hooked up with the stripper and... Tanya kind of ratted on herself because she was like, I slept in Portia's room the whole night. But of course, Portia was the person in question of the whole night, you know, doing the business. So she kind of told on herself at that point. She did something, but we don't know what.
1: Tanya or
0: Portia? Tanya. Everyone knows Portia. Portia was like, yeah, I had fun. And I was, she said, I don't know what anybody else was doing other than the people I interacted with. And I interacted with everybody. So she (laughs) said she had a great old time. And was open about it. But I think because Tanya's engaged, she didn't want to get in trouble for anything she did. Mm-hmm. So she didn't really want that coming out. But she also was like, I slept with Portia in her bed all night. And everyone was like, well, that is definitely where some other stuff happened. But then Kenya was so weird. Cause she was like at 6am I came downstairs and for 45 minutes I heard noises from a bedroom. Like, what were you doing standing outside someone's bedroom for 45 minutes at 6am? So either she was really jealous and just wanted to be there to listen to all the action Or she did something too Yeah,
1: I think I think she would be happier <laughs> And more confidential about it Had she done something Yeah,
0: true <laughs> She yeah. would have been a lot less uptight the next day
1: Yeah, no she. I think the issue was that she maybe wished she had um, <laughs> I don't think she consciously knows that Although she did admit it But um, Yeah, that's like Sometimes I really feel like homophobia Is really coming from a place of missing out <laughs> well in your case definitely
0: (laughs) definitely and Portia kept making increasing statements about her sexuality at first she was like she's something like I'm I guess I'm bisexual tonight and then she was like oh I'm a whole lesbian that part was caught by the cameras and then she also said oh she's like one of you all and pointed to all the girls gonna be eating me tonight I was like (laughs) excuse me which one can we see
1: yeah, I would like to refer back to mm-hmm. the, which one, which one was it, Potomac weird sex party that had also <laughs> happened. And when that happened and I was screaming about it, I remember you said to me, Hannah said, just you wait for the dungeon. Yeah. And I hadn't seen the dungeon at that point. And so, look, <laughs> I think there's a really big distinction between these two things because mm-hmm. one of these parties – Was meant to be a sex party, but was clearly like a just kind of heterosexual gathering. Okay. And then another one of these things was not meant to be a sex party, but was in fact a sex
0: party. (laughs) Are you talking about Atlanta was the actual sex party? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
1: Yes. It wasn't meant to be, but it was a whole sex party.
0: It was indeed. It sounded like a really fun party.
1: Yeah. Oh, I definitely.
0: miss parties. Um, I think Portia one day is going to have like a whole lesbian life partner. I really think it's coming. Like Nisi Nash. Like, I think she's going to be like, yeah, it's finally happened. I've transitioned.
1: I was genuinely like, by, the, by this stage, expecting Portia and Tanya to already be together. Like, I mm. really, I really expected Portia to already be in a relationship with a woman. And I actually maybe am willing to say that probably by this point in the season she already is but she's not not really talking about it because she's trying to have a good relationship with um her ex so
0: yeah yeah maybe and maybe tanya's just too scared still to leave her like m- male fiance because she's been engaged for like a lot of years apparently and she's like very resistant or like cautious or hesitant to actually tie the knot because everyone's like well, why the hell aren't you married yet you've been engaged for literal years and she's like oh know i think i I know about getting married and i was like that sounds heterosexual (laughs) it does um but hopefully she leaves him soon and just has a happy life with portia and pj
1: Mm. my theory is that tanya's because she her husband's in canada right or her partner's in canada my theory is that like maybe they have some kind of arrangement
0: yeah like an ashley michael but less seedy yeah. one.
1: Yeah, but less seedy. And I think maybe Tanya, that's why Tanya was comfortable saying, oh, I was in her room. But she, like, didn't want to go into it with that those other girls. Like, she didn't want to have to explain herself.
0: And that's fair enough, really. I think she would have if it wasn't so, like, it hadn't gotten so serious with, like, Kenya asking everyone in great detail where they were, what time it was. Like, fucking, it was a lot.
1: Yeah. It was very – all of it was very accusatory and it was a shame because, like, probably now people will think twice about doing that kind of stuff with her
0: (laughs) in the future. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They're just not going to have her there. Um, Mm -hmm. But anyway, the day after the party, also I just want to mention that they some of the girls went on a fishing adventure. And I just wanted to talk about this (laughs) because I want to talk about how incredible – marlo is as a human being and how much i love her she was up at like 9 a.m making little drinks like good go-to drinks for each of her friends knowing what each of them drank so she was like a little bit of hennessy for Porsche, a little bit of this for that person and she made them all like to go drinks and i was like you're a good friend and then she did wear stilettos you know down the boardwalk to the boat and then saw it was a little speed boat put on then she put on fluffy slippers i'm not sure what was worse to be honest in terms of shoe choices but that bitch caught a whole shark. Like, she caught a shark on her fishing rod. <laughs>
1: Everything about that situation was so amazing. Very
0: like... so good. That also looked so fun. I want to be with those group of women. Like Yes. Not in the same way you want to, maybe, but I would like to be their friend. Um, especially Portia, I just think we'd be really, really good friends. And she was dressed in, like, head-to-toe Ivy Park almost the entire trip, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. yeah I mean look I loved I loved watching it but the like group holiday situation Mm. and how they were like all fighting because um Kenya didn't provide any food I was like (laughs) wow I'm glad to witness this and I'm glad I'm not there because I cannot stand a group holiday where people argue that's my
0: oh I thought you were gonna say where there's no food
1: uh, yeah, but also if there's no food, that would really tip me over the edge. Like, I'd already be like, oh, I'm on this holiday because my friend wanted me to come. Um, like, but I didn't really want to be here. Um, and it's too much. There's too many people in one house. But then if there was no food, oh, no. Oh, no. I don't I think
0: you. Be,
1: <laughs> I would be commandeering the private jet. <laughs>
0: Yeah, i believe you'd be the one ordering the crab cake sandwich for yourself while nobody else was eating. I know that for a I would fact. I'd
1: never do that. I would always be like who
0: needs food? Yeah, maybe. I'm an over like I have I would overcook for everybody and have like 10 times as much food as possible cuz that's how my mother taught me. Um
1: yeah. Obviously. I mean if I was organizing the holiday there would be food, but if I went on the holiday and I wasn't organizing it I would be mad that there was no Yeah, sleep.
0: I get a lot of anxiety about going on social, like, trips with a lot of people. Just even on a day thing. Because I don't, I have, like, I'm happy to go out and socialise if I know what the plan is. If that plan gets changed in any way or diverts from what I thought I was going to be doing that day, that's when I have a little bit of, like, an emotional meltdown. And I'm like, I can't deal with this.
1: Oh, okay. So your thing is, like, you don't, like, like, you've got to have the daily agenda. You can't. I just just need to be mentally
0: prepared. Like, if we say we're going for swimming and, like, an afternoon tea and then all of a sudden someone throws in a bushwalk to the equation or, like, another random activity that wasn't already thought about, I'd be like, oh, fuck's sake, I thought we were doing tea party now. Like, that's what I was ready for. Yeah,
1: I'm not really one for group holidays.
0: (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, the most people I've ever gone away with is, like, two other people. Yeah,
1: me too. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, so we're talking about a real hypothetical problem that you and I will never have. Yeah, true. okay. So basically, Real Housewives of Atlanta has come back strong as the best franchise.
1: Incredibly strong. It is so enjoyable. Like at yeah. this point in the season, it's just really nice to watch. Although I feel like um I feel like the pending drama of Cynthia's like actual wedding day which I don't really care about. I don't that care about much, that at but all. I also watch Cynthia do absolutely anything. So <laughs> I'm glad it's her and not <laughs> any. Well, actually, I've watched <laughs> any woman on this show
0: do anything. Yeah, they're all pretty great. I really didn't have high hopes for Drew, but she's come out as quite fun as well. Um, but Cynthia's a, bit, uh, Cynthia's a bit boring, but she's really hot. I don't like her fiancé that much, her now husband, Mike. Like, I think he's got bad vibes. For example, last season when he was like his daughter was staying with him and Cynthia and he was talking to Cynthia and all her friends and telling them that he'd never been in love with before. And she was like, what about my mom? And he was like, I've never been in love before. And she went to her room crying and he said, we should leave her and continued to like entertain friends. I was like, you're not a very good dad or person. He also has openly cheated on all of his previous partners. And he told Cynthia that she should invite her dad to the wedding. Like Irrespective of word, regardless of, mm-hmm. is that what that means? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, regardless of what her mum wanted, because her mum did not want him there, because a couple of seasons ago her mum spoke out about the fact that she was in like a domestic abuse relationship with Cynthia's dad. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Cynthia was like, maybe I shouldn't invite him because my mum doesn't want him there. And Michael was like, you should do whatever you want. You should be walked down the aisle by your dad, but like she has been at her other wedding do you know what i mean the fact that he was even encouraging that and putting her mum in that situation i was like you are a shit dude
1: mm, yeah 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 i really liked the um episode where cynthia did go to talk to her mom about that yeah and her sister and her daughter were there and they like had the conversation and then her daughter just stepped in and was like do mm. you see how this woman does everything for you <laughs> referring to cynthia's mother yeah I was like, do you see how my granny does everything for everyone in this family and mm-hmm. is an angel? And right now you're asking her to be unsafe when she's all, only asking you not to bring this man around her. Yeah. And Cynthia was just like, you know what? You're right. I was like, I love women. Good
0: Me job, too. Everyone. Very, very enjoyable season. Great. Big tick. Shall we move on to a shoot fest of a season? Yes. I'm caught up on Maths Australia season eight now. Mostly, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and wow, everyone mm-hmm. is terrible. Like, especially the men, obviously. But the men are, like, really, really extremely terrible this season. It's like they just scrape to the bottom of the barrel and, like, you'll do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so season eight is the season that is airing on Australian TV right now on Channel 9. Um, as we talked about in the last episode, it's a phenomenon. Like, everybody's watching it. Um, last night I actually was at a Chinese restaurant with my cousin <laughs> talking about masks and I was trying to like gauge with them, like, do they think the people on masks are like regular heterosexuals? Cause like, I'm, I'm just assuming like, I don't know that much about my cousin's romantic relationships, but some of them are aggressively heterosexual. So I was trying to be like, um, what do we think? Like... <laughs> Would you say this is an adequate representation of your people? Or no? <laughs> and they said they reckon no. They were just okay. like no, like this is fucking appalling behaviour. Okay. Um, they were like no, nah, like people don't act like this. I think like a lot of them are actors, and yeah, really. So they reckon uh, this isn't an a- accurate representation of like your average heterosexual white australian
0: okay that's interesting yeah. i'm not But
1: oh, sh- you reckon last week it is
0: i think of probably like certain pockets,
1: pockets
0: yeah. you know what i mean like there is definitely this is a cross-section of a society of an area of society i believe mm-hmm. not one that we are a part of because nobody you and i know would willingly put themselves on tv like this to marry a stranger i don't think and then have oh, that i think
1: I think people I know would, oh. I don't think they would, <laughs> they would have this, this approach. I don't know. We didn't behave like
0: this while they were there. Yeah, right. Know? I yeah. think the best part about this season is that for the first time, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen this other than season six. But from what I can gather, the men are incredibly messy and like not well behaved. And I appreciate that because I feel like in season six, a lot of the rhetoric was around Oh, the girl, like, and in general, in society, girls, like, women are more bitchy and blah, blah, blah. They tear each other down and guys can just be mates and brush things off and move past it really easy. And, you know, aren't as kind of hung up on stuff. And I'm like, that just means you're dumb as fucking rocks. Because if my friends acted as badly as your friends did, I would pull my on it and I wouldn't want to be their friend. But they're all like, oh, whatever. Women are garbage. As long as, you know, you're a good bloke to me. I still think you're a good bloke. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, tell us your <laughs> tell us about your villains and heroes for this season of MAPS.
0: My villains are the men other than Jake and Bryce, I think. I think that's it. Bryce? Wait, no, not Bryce, the other one with the mustache. Brett. Oh, Brett. Yeah. I mean, he's nothing, but uh, he's not one of the villains. Yeah. Um, Damien is a little shit stirrer. He acts like the, oh, he's one of those, I'm a nice guy, I'm always friend zoned blokes, I can just tell. But he wants to be accepted by the popular boys. So he's causing all this drama, which I'm so thankful for because it got really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Bryce is clearly a villain, like of the mm-hmm. utmost villain <laughs> standard. And the other one, oh, I forget their names because they all look the same. Cameron? Don't care for mm-hmm. him much. Obviously, no. Sam is a demon. Is that most of them? Is
1: it? That? Yeah, that's most of the men for sure.
0: Yeah. yeah, they're the key ones that are involved in drama at the moment. And mm-hmm. every time I think one person is handling something okay, then then they're like, no, that that's absolutely not the case. So basically, oh, here we go. I'm gonna try to get the names right. So Sam is married to a woman named Coco. Cam is married to a woman named Sam Samantha and he gets on well with Coco because he hooked up with Sam quite early on. His wife, they had sex, oh, sorry, as everyone refers to it as we were intimate quite early on because she thought that's where they were headed and then afterwards he told her he had no emotional connection to her. So she was like, uh, well, fuck you then. That's just a one night stand. Not, uh, you know, I wouldn't have slept with you. if I know I wouldn't have been intimate with you if I had known that. And he was like, whatever. And then he ditched her on their honeymoon. So then they lived separately. And then Coco's husband, Sam, is a total fucking douchebag who basically told her that the reason his last relationship didn't work out is because the woman was not curvy enough for him and he likes girls to have boobs and butt. Um, Mm -hmm. And she was like, are you serious? Is that really why your relationship ended? And then she was like, I'm built... Like a hot dog, like I don't have hips, is that a problem? And he was like, kind of, yeah, like, yes. (laughs) But
1: I have to say on this note, and I've discussed this with a lot of people Sam, the man Sam, is clearly gay. So he is one of the gay ones of the season. Do you think? And yes, and this man genuinely, you cannot convince me that this man genuinely cares about a woman's physique. He has just Googled. Um, what are some reasons that you might not like a woman? And they been like, some bro on the internet been like, a reason you might not like women is if they don't have a big enough butt or boobs. And he's been like, perfect. There is a good reason that I do not enjoy uh, women's bodies. Um, and so I feel like that is the kind of rhetoric that's coming out of him when what he actually inside which he refuses to look at Mm -hmm. uh, is feeling is um, just genuine repulsion towards uh, cisgender women Mm -hmm. and uh, does not enjoy women, does not like women. Uh, Like many gay men is quite expresses that with misogyny um, because of the way that society is almost constantly forcing women on them. (laughs) Um, So this man does not like women at all. Uh, and what he, what you start to see him get the most joy out of is drama with men.
0: That's so person. true. That's <laughs> yes. so true. He literally came alive when Cameron like came for him. He was like gleeful. Actually, Damien came up to him and was like, just a heads up. Cameron's annoyed with you or something. Did he say that? Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and so Sam was ready for a fight and he was like vibrating with excitement. You're so tr- You're and so Christ. right.
1: And Bryce as well. So Bryce. Loves. This man lives for the drama, right? Like, yeah. So we didn't see, he doesn't really care about Coco. So previously Coco's like, you don't like me, you're rude to me, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, like, I'm sorry if I was rude to you, whatever. <laughs> this man is not fake. He does not give a fuck about this woman. No. And like, I'm not saying that's fine, but that's genuinely what's going on there. Yeah. Um, this man does not give a fuck. And then the moment that men are like, Ready to have some drama with him. This man is like a light goes on behind this man's eyes, Mm. and he's like, I genuinely am so horny for (laughs) conflict with men.
0: You're so right, and I feel like the last commitment ceremony, when he was being kind of brought up on all his bullshit, Bryce was little was in the crowd and being like, "You're a dick. Yeah, you shouldn't be saying these things. You're not a nice guy." And all the and some of the men kind of came for him again. I was so excited because that never happens unless the men are telling the women off for something, like because mm-hmm. they think they behave badly. So I was like, this is interesting. But Sam got so frustrated that he was just being made to look bad and was getting called out by the boys. That's when he got pissed off and got up off the couch. And I was so yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. Fine, mm-hmm. agree. <laughs>
1: That was so rich coming from Bryce. He was an absolute
0: pig. Like, yeah, he's deflecting. Of the
1: would be the first to call someone else a pig mm-hmm. on his show. Like it was so bad. But like, do you know who's like a secret pig? Is Cam? And I think oh, that like secret. I na- Sorry,
0: secret. No, he's not.
1: Yeah, but like he, he's kind of getting away with being a pig right now, and I feel like I. There was like a moment in the season at the dinner party where Sam stopped being the um, villain of this season and started to be the hero of this season. Yes. When he started to go for Cam. Yes.
0: There was a distinct shift and I was like, how am I coming out of this dinner party now all of a sudden? Like Sam made some points. (laughs) I enjoyed him. (laughs) Like I loathed him an episode before, but Cam, I don't know if he's getting away with being a douchebag Maybe maybe you're right. It's not as clearly a villain as Bryce and Sam have been. So he's sort of getting away with the fact that he's been canoodling with Coco. And then Coco went and told his wife, because they've had history before. So I think she was like, this is girl code. I'm going to tell her that people are talking about us. So I'm interested in her husband. And then Sam Samantha gave her her blessing, but was still really pissed off about it. And then Cam was really pissed off that Coco had that conversation without telling him. And then he was pissed off that she had like the goal to make a statement about where they were at without consulting him. so He got really pissed off at her. And that's when Sam kind of came for him. Right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I fucking hated it when (laughs) Samantha was just like, I give you my blessing and then just ran into the corridors (laughs) to cry about it. Like, go off. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: She's annoying. I can't stand her.
1: I really, I really struggled to empathize with the women on this season because, like, the men will just oh. be, like, fucking hideous to them.
0: Yes, and they go, and thank then you. And
1: they'll be like, oh, um, I didn't know
0: any better. I'm just, like, no. Yeah, this it's is- awful. Samantha specifically with Cam, any crumb of attention he gave her, she was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, this is gold. And everything's turned around now because he smiled at me and wasn't rude. And so now we're giving it another shot. Like, she was deluded about where their relationship was at. Mm-hmm. On the same topic, Melissa and Bryce have a very similar dynamic in that he treats her like garbage consistently says the worst things about her appearance and his level of attraction to her. And then she ends up inevitably apologizing to him for making him feel bad about the horrible thing he said to her. And then she's crying and begging for forgiveness. I'm like, what just happened? Like with this gaslighting, are you joking? She really, I just want to shake her. I know she's got some severe trauma in her life like she's very got low self-esteem and so low self-worth because she's mm-hmm. accepting such terrible behavior and like is grateful for it
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. yeah so like i don't blame any of the women for how the men behave on this program they behave mm-hmm. like absolute mm-hmm. fucking demons demons um and i do blame the experts for
0: oh my god um, not, so much
1: yeah because a psychologist as I mentioned in the previous episode, a psychologist can identify, I can identify from watching these people and I'm not a psychologist that, like you said, two of them, particularly Melissa and Samantha have extreme trauma around men in particular. Mm. And especially like, um, men as like authority figures or older figures in their life. Like for example, um, Samantha has been groomed as a teenager by a 38 year old man and ends up having children with him, like severe issues. Right. So I, I, really do blame the experts for this dynamic between these men and for these experts now to be like, Oh, we're addressing the dynamic. Well, no, you're responsible for the dynamic. Exactly. You shouldn't have set it up in the first place. Um, and at the same time, I am so infuriated, um, by watching these women time and time again, be like self victimizing, Like, just, like, be really stuck in this victim complex, Um, which, I don't know, I think I'm particularly sensitive to because I find that it is, like, a fawning strategy that, like, particularly heterosexual white women use a Mm. lot instead of actually just saying what they mean or what they need and um, just like, booting a man off the balcony. <laughs> it is so hard to emphasise with. Yeah,
0: real. I've been finding the same thing. Even though I know they're not in the wrong, I'm still like, and yet, I don't feel... Yeah, empathy, I guess, for them. <laughs> Melissa, particularly, I'm struggling with. I mean, Samantha, but Melissa, I'm just like, girl, what? Like, what is happening? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like... I don't know. I just...
0: Oh, Can I just have a moment to talk about Alessandra though? She's the new expert that's replaced the yes. other woman that I didn't like very much. Alessandra is just so beautiful, like so beautiful. I'm obsessed with her.
1: Yes, well, um, Alessandra is the new sex expert on the show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, not that there was a sex expert before, I think, but um, she is the sex expert now, and she's quite saucy. She's a nice addition to the panel of experts. She is, and I think everyone she... else I could easily never miss never see ever
0: again and never be yeah get again. rid of them she's the only one that seems to show any level of warmth or sympathy or yeah like understanding of any situation she's the only one that actually seems to give a shit about people's emotional states. the others are like mm-hmm. good you seem traumatized dig deeper like whereas yeah. she's like wow <laughs> re-traumatizing you yeah whereas she's kind of like this is a really big emotional deal for you isn't it i understand this is tough and i'm like wow (laughs) that's what that looks like to have an expert that's not a demon Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah i
1: would really love to see a real expert on
0: this program that'd be interesting but probably not very good tv no just quickly the other person that has made a mark on me is jake who is def- He's a sociopath. He's got like serial killer eyes. He's the one with that teacher, Alana, and they've got good sex. And she was like, "At least he always makes oh. me come." And everyone was like, "Woo!" Because There's that's the bare minimum for boys.
1: On this program, who are flying under
0: the radar? Oh wait, and his name's I can't not Jake. Remember their
1: names, but Jake is one. And who's the one that's with Beck?
0: That's Jake. I just realized the person I'm talking about is oh. Jason. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, they're Jason all the same. And Jake. Yeah. Is it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So these two men are flying under the radar, but are also quite hideous.
0: Yeah. He makes me so uncomfortable to watch. Like, he has very scary eyes. He doesn't understand the concept of like listening or communication. It's just really, he's a bit odd. Um, mm-hmm. Like, quite stunted. And I've been watching this series with my girlfriend, Kim, and at first she was very like, oh, you're, I think you're a bit harsh on straight people. I'm like, just keep watching these men, please. And. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was saying to her like a lot of men I feel like when they get married in straight relationships are just like okay the time is now and then the next like woman that passes them they just kind of nab like it does not matter who it is or what the situation is it's just when they're ready or when all their friends get married they're like yes this is the time and I think that's what happened with Jason because he's like oh yeah I'm old now I can't keep going out so that's why I'm here and Alana's like but do you want to be married (laughs) like what are you you serious
1: on Alana and Jason. Here we go. Jason was not looking for a wife, but a personal rehabilitation clinic. <laughs> um. So as soon as this man was like, "Oh, you know, I just want to stop partying and go out <laughs> and blah blah," I was like, "Watch this woman become responsible for this man's sobriety." You're so Watch right. Happen.
0: Yep, that's so true.
1: Yeah. So he's not – he wasn't really looking for a wife. He just thinks that a wife is the same thing as a therapist and rehabilitation clinic. <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> they're not, obviously.
0: No, she's going to have a lot of baggage to carry after this relationship.
1: And then who's that the other Jake one? <laughs> so he's boring. everybody hates Beck, right? So Beck is married to Jake um, and from the get-go she's been quite – offensive would you say or how would you i would
0: say them? offensive she is just a very harsh person she gives me anxiety like i would hate to be around her because she just would like attack every soul of my being i feel like she just hates jake initially he like looked at her approvingly when she came down the aisle and she was like from that moment i was a piece of meat and from then on, literally everything he did, she tore apart. She just seems very cold. And I know you're going to be like, oh, she knows what she wants, blah, 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 or something very positive. But, like, <laughs> she's very mean. Like, <laughs> I feel like it's inadvertently okay, I, happening to me. <laughs>
1: I agree that she's mean. She has been mean. Um, I have, like, a lot of thoughts on her because, firstly, I was like, this woman does not enjoy a man. That's what's clear here. <laughs> Because she's like, you know, she's talking about how her friendships have sustained her through life and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, these, and like, she's very driven and all this kind of thing. And I was just like, have you considered, ma'am, that you are a lesbian? <laughs> um, but then, like, they're kind of right now trying to spin this narrative of like a formerly traumatized by men woman, men by, yeah, formerly traumatized by men. Uh, is able to be rehabilitated through romance with a, in brackets, good man. And I, mm. sorry, not brackets, quotation marks, good man. And, and so I'm confused because I don't see someone who acts the way that Beck acts being rehabilitated by especially that man, Jake, who's disgusting. Then um, <laughs> like, when I say disgusting, I mean... He's just like,
0: nothing. He's,
1: he's He is nothing, but he's also <laughs> insidious because... Like, there's this one episode early on where they're just standing side by side. There's no physical contact, no eye contact, no anything. And he's like, do you know what? I'm just going to try and kiss this woman. Yeah. Like, to me, that's that's a fucking huge red flag. And her alarm bells went off then, too. Yeah. So I don't blame her for, like, fucking, like, cop, like, making him cop it after that. Because <laughs> I would be very, very suspicious of someone that did that as well um mm, fair enough you know however like now we're kind of in this place where it's like oh beck is softening so the experts are kind of like you know you gotta let your guard down blah 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 <laughs> and my theory is if this woman is reformed by the end of this season she is an actor <laughs> and they totally. are definitely actors on this show. So right now I'm not convinced there are actors on this show, but if this woman comes around and enjoys this man by the end (laughs) of the season, that is so unbelievable and such like a laden plot line that she must be an actor. I
0: believe that, just simply from the fact that she's so emotionless and seems to just be saying lines. I think you're right. I think that actually she could be. And she's gonna have her hair down as well by the end of it because that as we know from all romantic comedies means a, like, businesswoman who's in control has now, like, let her guard down.
1: Yeah, it's tired, isn't it? It's a very tired trope. Like, so mm. I just – I can – I really see that this is going to go – if this does go in that direction and isn't just, like, she's like, nah, I just really can't stand this man, <laughs> um, it's – I think it's fully staged. And, like, and then it's, like, a bigger conspiracy because it's, like, why? <laughs> why is <it> staged?
0: Why? <laughs> Yeah, surely you can just find people who'll be more mental than any of these ones. I also this I mean there's nothing happening. They're so boring, but they put the 39-year-old woman who I want to say is called Beth with this mm-hmm. person who doesn't even know what salmon is and she's just like so gorgeous and wears nice things and has nice hair and I'm just like oh, she has to be with a guy that knows what salmon is, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: I think they really did her dirty
1: name is but he looks he's just like a minor that looks identical to dan andrews who's the premier of victoria Um, he
0: is like an overgrown child he's very immature and like emotionally stunted and because she said at the moment we're more in the friend zone like we don't feel like a spark he was like well fuck off then like i don't want to be with you like we're not gonna have sex so what's the point of this like like he threw his toys and doesn't want anything to do with her anymore from that moment and she's like no i want to stay and figure it out but like it just might be a slow burn and he's like oh what like nah like I don't want to do this
1: yeah I really can't believe that a woman like that is forced to accept a man who will only eat potatoes
0: and she's trying like why
1: it's just like like at least with her you know what I mean she's like look I'll I'll give it a go but (laughs) this man seems yeah and she's correct
0: he is inferior um
1: Like with her, like, you know, she's like, look, I'm invested in finding a man and I know that the options are not great, so let's just see what happens. Like with her, I can respect that. Like she's like, okay, I'll tolerate this, but here are some things I won't tolerate or I'm not (laughs) interested in. Like I really respect her, but, yeah, they're not going to last long.
0: No, and I want more for her anyway, so that's fine.
1: Truly, yeah, she deserves much, much
0: better. She's a she's a real catch. That one she is, and they all like they all had to rank the other spouses like of the opposite sex in order order of appearance, and everyone like put her last because I don't know. I guess she's thirty nine, and for them that's like over the hill. But she's so much more beautiful than so many of them that are on the show. But anyway, oh my god, that the
1: other night when she was wearing that dress with like the red oh, bra, gorgeous, gorgeous. <laughs>
0: gorgeous love her magnifique
1: she looked beautiful
0: she really did Um,
1: yeah I didn't notice people put her last I was just too busy screaming that at the exercise itself again what are these are these experts that make people rank other people
0: I don't know what is happening in this season specifically I feel like a lot of the activities are just being built to create Tension in existing couples. It's like, how can we make this more difficult? And you know what else Kim and I noticed? I was like, how come these ones have a studio and some of the other ones have a one bedroom? And all the ones that have a one bedroom are just like the normal couples that are sort of getting on, whereas all the couples that have a lot of tension have been put into studios, I guess, to help like magnify the tension. Oh my God. You're because right. Samantha and Cameron, and Beck and Jake, and Bryce and Melissa. A bunch, yeah, the ones that are like already fraught with, you know, in a dystopian manner, are in studio apartments, so they can't escape oh, yeah. each other.
1: That is so insane.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: <laughs>
0: it's, so insane. it's it's so insane. And during that activity, also, I want to say his name is James, the guy with the Rolex, who's with the lady who prefers Kmart, Joe. He yeah. had his knickers in a twist because she put him second, and he lost it like. So jealous, so. Yeah. But he had a meltdown, and she's like, "You need to relax. Like, this is not a big deal." But he had a full-on tanti. Yeah,
1: I feel like she did it to set him off, and I loved it. I was like, "This woman knows." Yeah, I enjoy (laughs) her.
0: (laughs) I quite enjoy her. I feel like she's like this man needs to be put in his place. Like, I'm not impressed by his toys. Yeah,
1: I really like Joe because she's like, "This man is toxic." But so am I and let's see what happens.
0: Yeah, totally. She's just having fun. She's away from her kids. She's gonna have a go.
1: She's yeah, she's really embracing the experiment. There's one more conspiracy like mass conspiracy theory, which I'd like to talk about. Okay. And that is Belinda. Uh and Patrick? Belinda and Patrick. Yeah, Patrick and Belinda. So Belinda's been set up as, like, sort of this, like, virginal, innocent... But not a virgin. ...girl that was bullied in school, and she did an interpretive dance at the
0: reception. <laughs> oh, my it God. It was so bad as well. I was like, I thought she was, I thought she was like, a proper ballerina, and I did, like, in the living room. I was like, Kim, look, I can do this, and I did the dance, and it was just as good. mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: There has been some scandalous pictures revealed, and it ben. turns out Belinda has actually been a sugar baby, <gasps> to quite a notorious seventy-two-year-old bikey <gasps> in Melbourne <laughs> before coming on this season. So has had like a long-term arrangement, maybe not relationship, serious? But arrangement. With a significantly older gentleman for some time, and if you see these photos of her, oh she has like piercings and dark what? eye makeup in these photos. Um, she is like genuinely a whole different person, but they're absolutely of her. Uh, and there's there's like a lot. So I'm looking right now. My other thing is like Belinda also seems to be not who she says she is.
0: Oh my! <gasps> <laughs> Oh, my God. God. Yeah, okay. Now I see it. She's got straight hair. She's with this, like, old bikey. Oh, my God. That is fucking wild.
1: Yeah. So I previously did not care at all for Belinda. I was like, I don't care about this wimpy
0: little Yeah, little she bird. was so boring.
1: So boring. But now <laughs> I'm like, go, Belinda.
0: Truly, go, Belinda. I cannot believe that.
1: Yeah, and also like this, not this week, maybe, but the week before, she's been like, not even like wanting to kiss or like yeah. <laughs> acting all like I'm not comfortable with blah blah blah. I'm so this awkward. Oh, sugar daddy. <laughs> Good for her.
0: She just doesn't want to touch Patrick. <laughs> yeah, she's yes, 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 man. I would probably do the same. I'd be like, oh no, I don't like kissing. But yeah,
1: she's clever
0: now that I know this yeah good for her wow wow I did not see that coming thank you for bringing mm-hmm. that to my attention <laughs> <laughs> well I'm I'm on board the journey bring it on I really hope Melissa leaves Bryce but other than that I'm happy I'm happy so far with this season I mean there's no one to root for
1: not really I mean people like straight people are really on the Booker and Brett train like best oh, case scenario, oh yeah but- but genuinely, like, that is the best they have to offer. And when I watch it, I want to puke. Like, it makes
0: yeah, me so sick. Oh, my God. Like, when she Batman. when she put him in the handcuffs and was, like, whipping him, I wanted to die. Like, I wanted yeah. to die.
1: Yeah. It was... Uh, even when they were, like, having that bath together and everyone was, like, it was so romantic. Like, Ew. he was giving her a massage and blah, blah. I was, like, I... <laughs> I would genuinely combust if that man laid a single finger on me. I'm yep. so sick of this wimp of a little man. I...
0: Um, yeah, I would the same because he's disgusting. But we're both very gay. That's why.
1: Yeah, and straight women like really like him. Like they're yeah. like they feel happy that he's on the show. So I'm happy for them. My I think cousins it's... were are very <laughs> impressed by him.
0: And that's, so. as I was about to say, straight people would be impressed by him because, yeah. as we've said extensively at length, the bar for straight men is in hell. Like, It's truly in hell. So someone like Brett, I guess, is incredibly impressive because he has an emotion and then he can identify that emotion and he doesn't outwardly abuse his partner. Tick tick. tick. Yes.
1: And that is
0: the bare minimum. The bare minimum. <laughs> God. <laughs> I love this show.
1: I love it too So this week there's going to be three new weddings
0: What? I'm so sick of yeah. weddings Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Like new Those couples I have I don't even know these ones names <laughs> like...
1: I don't know either I haven't seen anything but Imogen told me yesterday she said There's going to be three more weddings
0: Okay well hopefully that means some people are going to leave At the commitment ceremony Because I haven't yeah. seen that episode So I'm hoping a bunch of them are gone Yeah. Okay great yeah. I like that As soon as some people leave let's get fresh meat in Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right very exciting very exciting well that's all um i think those are all my thoughts on the matter i think i've like decimated every single male on the series yeah great um is there anything else you wanted to discuss i
1: don't think so
0: me neither yeah great great um okay well good chatting have a great day okay good
1: good evening (laughs) afternoon
0: And that wraps up another episode where we just talk about how gay we are (laughs) with a little bit of reality TV and witchy astrology thrown in. Um, I hope you enjoyed and hope you have a lovely week and please come back next week. Thanks.